This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the anti-Christ of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. The angle of the pole match. And Hogan, you big bald son of a bitch, kiss my ass. Judy Bagwell on a forklift match. McMahon is the family, the rock, they screwed us all. Now you're the editor, right? Yes, I am. I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Jeff, you know what this is? Uh, can't make it out. I mean, it's a piece of paper with writing on it. New it lyrics a- to Margaritaville I'm working on. You want to hear a little sneak peek? Yeah, you might have to do it a cappella. Yeah, I'm going to do it a cappella. <laughs> <clears throat> sneak peek. Listening to Matt Coon. Still waiting for the boom. There goes Meltzer and he's covered in boils. Ronaldo Piven is still king, making moments in the ring. Alvarez's hairline is starting to shrink. Bum, 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 wasted away again in Margaritaville. Searching for that CM Punk news. Some people say that Sap is just a fool, and he's not. He's a wrestling tool. Yeah, bro. That's a work <laughs> in good. progress right there, bro. Yeah, it's been years uh, since we've had a new yeah. new verse. Bro, you know what's really weird? I don't know if you I don't know if you follow Hollywood socially, uh social media as close <laughs> I as I do. I'm all yeah. over Hollywood. Bro, you know what's really weird? Bro, listen, not for nothing. Remember we saw the Sean Sapp pictures, and I'm like, bro, if that were my wife. Last week, I think it was. Yeah, bro, supposedly Hollywood is in Greece. So she's documenting her entire vacation day by day in Greece. Now, tell me if you find this odd or not. Every single photo is a photo of her in Greece. Not one photo of her and her spouse in Greece. Don't find that out at all. You don't? No, because she's a female influencer. And she's a lot of them won't do that. Oh, my God. Because it, it hurts their male audience. I'm actually surprised that she talks about being married. Bro, speaking of Hollywood, here's the a, here's a second first. Okay. Uh, Tony's the reason they're getting killed by football season. Moxley's got nothing to show, but skewer stuck in his head. Hollywood's giddy. She interviewed Finney. What questions to ask? She hasn't a clue. Man, nah, nah. that's the second, bro. I'll save the I'll save the third first for later in the show. I thought you were gonna rhyme "giddy" with uh, "titty." That would have been. Oh, okay. All right, Jeff. That's enough. Look, look at Jeff. Look at Jeff jumping on the Colorado <laughs> Buffalo bandwagon. All uh, right, uh, no bills. Okay. All right. All right. All right, Jeff. Uh, well, bro, I got shout outs, man. I gotta tell you, I got, I got, uh, I got three albums from from the, the Tribal Chief, bro. Three albums from what my. Are they? Yeah, my buddy Darren, bro. Three albums, bro. Which albums? I got the bro. Did did you, you do you? Oh God, I don't know what this was on. Did you see Air? Did you see that that Air, bro? The it was, Mike, it, Ben Affleck, Michael Jordan. Yeah, did you see no. that, bro? Not only was that a great movie, it has a phenomenal soundtrack. And he got me that soundtrack. He got me the Beatles Abbey Road. It got recover. It, it got um, you know. 
covered by uh you know legendary 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 rock and rollers he he got me that album and he got me a, a live uh an old album live uh, carol king album uh three albums bro from the uh from the tribal chief man so i want to thank you very much what about you bro nothing this week so you gotta you gotta load it back up or you Still- I still got quite a few on there, bro. There's, there's still quite a few on there, bro. But it is nice to see you uh, jumping on the Colorado bandwagon. This, this is a Buffalo Bills shirt. I just see Buff. I just see Buff. All right, Jeff, what do we got, bro? What do we got this week, man? All right, well, let's start with a Dave Meltzer tweet. This was sent in by Scott Ward and Scott Smith. So somebody had tweeted, Brian Alvarez is a fraud. And he has no idea how to book wrestling. Him and Dave Meltzer are stains on the community. People who listen to them are idiots. Dave responds, Yet most of the smartest people in wrestling today grew up reading me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, that really that really depends on who uh, who Dave Meltzer considers smart. That's what that really, really depends on. Because, bro, l- listen, let's let's be honest, bro. Cornette grew up uh, reading Dave Meltzer. Uh, 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 the Walrus grew up reading Dave Meltzer. So, like, let, let, let's be honest, bro. They 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 did. They 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 grew up reading Dave Meltzer, man. So it just depends on what your idea of a uh, smart is. Yeah, but I guarantee you, at least in the, in those two, they didn't read Dave Meltzer to learn from Dave Meltzer. Oh God, no! You know, no, there, there's no. a complete difference in he's referencing Tony Khan, who read it as a fan to become more knowledgeable. Oh yeah, in bro. wrestling and yeah. like Cornette and Heyman and those guys probably read it just to see what bs he was putting out well there. yeah they were in the business i mean yeah. they were in the business when they were reading it you know what i mean yeah i bro i swear i would just love to know if alvarez and melza have have they i would just love to know if they've talked about al show at all i haven't seen everybody else i've seen is all the regular dirt sheets fightful wrestling inc but I haven't, uh, I haven't seen if they have either way. I don't know. I had to, uh, I had to publicly uh, call Al out on uh, social media today. I saw. Yeah, he, bro, he nice. can't. If he wants a season two, he can't be putting these awful, god awful jokes out. Bro, can you imagine if I'm the executive at Netflix? I'm running the show, and I got to decide on this season two on this show, and then I'm reading Al's jokes online. Come on, bro. By the way, you guys can join us. I don't think we've we've uh, talked about that on here. Tuesday night, so it'll be tomorrow night by the time this comes out. 8 p.m. Eastern for the next few weeks, me, Vince, and Al are uh, discussing wrestlers, uh, ep- one episode every week. So we'll be just discussing episode two this week live. So you guys can join us on our YouTube. And that was a lot of fun. And the first episode, guys, is up on YouTube, man. We just we filmed it last night. It's live. It's up on YouTube if you guys want to watch it. Um, Man, yeah, bro. I'm, I'm telling you guys, watch an episode of the show, then watch the show on YouTube. Um, it was really, really a lot of fun, bro. Really a lot of fun. I swear, bro. I got a, bro. I, I, you know, bro. You know, I love Glenn. Hang on a minute, mom. You know, and 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 there are a lot of things um, that Glenn and I are not gonna agree on. But man, we did time out today, bro. And like he's he's defending the WWE creative. And I'm like, bro, like are you just so numb to it being so bad that you you you've just come to the conclusion like that it's not that bad? I mean, bro, it's god freaking awful and Glenn is Glenn is trying to defend it telling me their storylines. I'm like, "Oh my, bro, come on, man, please." It's possible because he watches everything every week. And when you look at that compared to AEW, it, that's you, true. You know, and he says that too. He does yeah. say that too. So, yeah, so that, that could be it. Yeah. And, you know, even if it's a little bit better than it's been the past 10 years, it seems a lot better. I mean, we saw that with the bloodline, which is a decent, it's been a decent storyline angle, but people are hyping that up is rivaling Austin McMahon and the NWO and the greatest storylines of all time. Yeah. They've been so depraved of storylines for yeah. so long. So yeah. it makes it look 
a lot better than it probably is. Yeah, yeah. All right, bro. What else we got? Well, I, I, we we listen to so much wrestling on this show and all our shows and these people talking wrestling. Let, let's just let let's end all that. Let's go to football. I want to listen to a football podcast, Vince. Yes. So let, let's just change things up. Let's go to this awesome football podcast that I found today. That was not God, bro. a common Bengals W. In fact, that was about as common a Bengals L as we've seen. Bro, can I, January can I, 2020. Stop for a second. Is this on Fightful? No, he made a separate YouTube channel for this. Bro, I guarantee you. Here's the first thing I saw looking at this. So so he wants people to go to his channel to get educated on the Cincinnati Bengals. I'll give him credit. He's not doing it on his Fightful. He made a completely separate channel on his own. Okay. He's, he's doing a fan Cincinnati Bengals podcast. I just thought it was funny. See, that, that that's the amazing thing to me. That Jeff, I see, bro, listen, come on. Let, let's, let's, let's be honest. Nobody knows the San Francisco Giants better than I do. Nobody. Trust me. Nobody. But, bro, when I think about, hey, Vince, you know, do a, do a San Francisco Giant podcast, the first thing I immediately say is, bro, nobody gives a shit about the San Francisco Giants unless you're in San Francisco. Yeah, that's that's it. Like, our audience wouldn't listen to it unless they liked the Giants. Of so course. You, so you're not trying to transfer our audience into that. you got to find right. Giants fans Exactly. Everywhere. That's why I never do it, bro. you got to be a Giants fan. And how many people are really freaking Giants fans? So he's doing this because he's a freaking mark. But here's the first thing that I noticed, bro. Bro, remember the controversy about uh, cocaine sniffing, no cocaine sniffing? Look how we now have this wide shot, bro. So he can't be accused. He can't be accused of doing anything because we're seeing a nice big wide shot. Yeah, you know, and if you look at his globe thing, it kind of looks like powder. Kind of looks like, kind of looks like there's a lot of, uh, kind of looks like Scarface. Kind of looks a little bit like uh, Pacino and Scarface. Yes. Yeah. So this guy said, this is hysterical, bro, because this is why I will never do a Giants podcast because you got to, you got to be a Giants fan, but. He's going to do a Cincinnati Bengal podcast. Yeah, I like how he took the Fightful sign down and put up the Bengals helmet. The Bengals. Bro, at least our boy. Who was our boy doing the football podcast? Oh, Mitch. Yeah, at least Mitch is doing no, Mitch an is, NFL. Yeah, Mitch Mitch does good things. Man. Yeah, Mitch is doing an NFL show. I mean, I, I get that, but you, you're going to zero it down to one freaking team, bro? Like, really? Yeah, if you're not local and people already know you for some other reason, it's very hard to to take off a fan for a, a fan show for a particular team bro unless you're freaking mark madden talking about pittsburgh sports like where you you're you're listening you're watching because of mark madden bro yeah well and he also did that on the radio so everybody yeah, already knew him exactly you know? but um how how um, how, many, how, how many people could he think is going to watch this it's possible he's just doing it for fun which he probably is yeah. but all right go ahead let's watch i just put a few seconds of this me too this is this is the story of how the Bengals usually lose uh what's up you guys sean you know what you know what i love about this bro i gotta i swear to god you know you know you know what the best thing about this is bro for me now i start rooting against the Bengals on on sundays (laughs) that's the best thing about this for me bro now every time the Bengals lose i will be ecstatic now bro uh just got back about an hour or so ago from Paycor Stadium, took my first Esca loser ride. Oh, I'm, bro, I'm trying to figure out. I'm sitting here. I'm saying, what does freaking jackass have a freaking poster on the table? He's got these stickers on his computer like he's an 18 year old, bro. Yeah, we've seen that before. Yeah, uh, yeah but he's definitely added more. Yeah, I he mean, he, added he, more. He's, he's, he's got them all over the place now, yeah. bro. Yeah, let me let me put bro. Let me put a giant mosquito sticker on my uh, on my uh, on my laptop, bro. Yeah, yeah. Why is it that is? It's a big fly. A big fly, bro. It's a big fly. Yeah, yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Escaloser, it is the escalator at Paycor Stadium in which he's unfortunately many bingo big time. It does. Big time. It does. Big time. 
Bills fans are all too acquainted with, and it is right behind my season ticket seats. Oh, this loss, man. Uh, this loss sucked in yeah, so great. many Thank ways. You. Thank because... you, Sean, because now you – and, bro, this is perfect timing because, you know, I wish I lifted the Titan curse because, you know, me and Jeff talked, so I lifted the curse there. I needed another team to root against badly. I needed it. Now I got one, bro. Now I got one. The Cincinnati Bengals could have gotten off to at least a mediocre start. Instead, they are in the same position that they, are, they find themselves in uh, fair, f- far too often. Uh, an 0-2 start, 0-2 in the division, now facing an entirely different series of uphill battles. Did he Bro, write he's, this out he, ahead of time? He's reading off the screen. I don't know. He's very insightful, though, Jeff, because he is educating me that an 0-2 start is a shit start. So he, he is, he's got a lot of great insights, bro. A lot, lot, of, lot of things I would not know unless I was watching his podcast, bro. Yeah, that's the thing. I didn't listen to all of this, but it's just oh, very please. generic things, oh, you know. God, bro. That, that may just... throw the entire season into question and – um Throw a wrench in that optimism. I may get rid of my roadcast too because now I see he has one. <laughs> well, I, I don't. Why would anybody watch that? And and, and it's nothing against him, even though we always have. It is something him. against but him, bro. Like we, how, how are you? How are you not asking yourself that question? Nobody's gonna watch this, bro, unless there there's a Bengal fan. So why am I gonna waste my time doing this? Yeah, but that's I would say that for just about anybody, not just him was what I meant, not against him because it most people I would say that about if they were doing a Cincinnati Bengals podcast or a Buffalo but he's Bills doing podcast. it. He's doing it. Right. But why would you watch it? Yeah, but I would say that what I'm saying is it's not just because of him that I'm saying that. I would say that for a lot of people. Why are you wearing a Colorado Buffalo shirt? Well, this is red first of all, so it's not even their color. It says Bills in the F. Oh, okay. And there's a giant Bills logo. Well, it's not giant, but. What else, Jeff? What's next, man? All right, let's go to a Dave Meltzer tweet. So somebody tweeted to, this was a big thread about AEW making money, and somebody tweeted, the only way they're making money is from merch sales. They're not doing it from advertising. They're definitely not doing it from live gates. The cons have almost unlimited funds and operate as if these business ventures are nothing more than expensive hobbies. Hold on a second, Jeff. My life has been changed forever because of this whole media scrub. Okay, go ahead, Jeff. I repeat that one more time, please. The only way that they're somebody wrote this in, somebody tweeted this. Yeah, somebody, uh, somebody tweeted this. The only way they're making money, and this was in a thread. So Meltzer, I'm assuming, was tagged in this. You can't see all the people that are tagged there's seven people the only way they're making money is from merch sales they're not doing it from advertising they're definitely not doing it from live gates the cons have almost unlimited funds and operate as if these business ventures are nothing more than expensive hobbies Mm -hmm. so dave replies if i bought a plot of land for zero dollars spent 100 million building a house on that land and now it's worth more than a billion and i've gotten offers for that would you say that house was yeah. nothing more than See, an expensive bro, that, 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 that's what that's that's where he's so full of shit because if anybody made Tony Khan any offers for, wh- why is that a secret? Why yeah, why, why why is him that a be secret? bragging about it? Yeah, why why is that a secret? Bro, if somebody came along today Jeff and offered me a million dollars for my house why, why Why is that a secret? I would have no problem telling you uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith offered me $100 million for my house. It's such freaking bullshit with him, bro. He, I, But you know what it is, bro? Here's the problem. He does have a fan base who believes anything that he says. So he can say that, that you know, oh, yeah, bro, he, he built the company for $10 million and now he's had offers for a billion. He can say that and there are brainless morons out there that will 1,000% believe what he's saying. And all I'm saying is, okay, Dave, who, bro? Who? Who off? Who? Because who, bro, it's got to be somebody we know. It's got to be a major corporation. It's got to be a billionaire, bro. If you're offering a billion dollars for this company, you got to be a billionaire. So it's got to be somebody we all know. Why? Who? Who, bro? I think what he's doing. Do you remember months ago we had that 
that clip of him and we looked it up and, and somebody that sent it in did all the research where he talked about AEW being worth $1 billion, And it ended up boiling down to somebody at Forbes was told by somebody on a show that yes. I talked to a couple bankers and those bankers are said it's, it's worth a billion dollars. Yeah, he's turned that into this yeah, exactly. that it is worth a billion, and somebody actually offered that. Yeah, if somebody offered to buy AEW, and the first time Khan is ever you, you, he responds to anything, that would be if like he would come back with that. Oh yeah, we're not making money, we're not worth anything. I was offered a billion dollars for this, and I turned it down. Yeah, it, it, bro, please. He's such he's so full of shit, bro. Please. Bro, I swear to God, every, you know, bro, you, you know, my wife, Amy gets home at about three o'clock, bro. And I like to, you know, have dinner ready for her and stuff when she comes home. And, you know, here, bro, in Colorado, you get, you get two blocks of Judge Judy, bro, from, from three to four and like four to five. So while we're eating and she's getting home and stuff, we like to put on Judge Judy, right? So, bro, this delivery guy, this delivery guy delivered, uh, you know, some food to this this woman's house. Okay, Jeff, this woman, I am not shitting you. She had a literally, Jeff, a two pound chihuahua. Okay, so this this big, I mean, bro, tiny. And this this um this delivery man was like a foreigner. He spoke broken English, like you know you could barely understand him. So, bro, he delivers the food. This little two pound ch- chihuahua nips at the dude's ankle. Okay, the dude you know comes into the lady's house. He's selling. He thinks he's got rabies. Bro, he calls 911. He calls 911 from the woman's house, okay? Bro, the the police come, the fire department comes. Bro, they take a picture of the dude's ankle. Bro, the two-pound chihuahua didn't even break the skin, okay? So, bro, Judge Judy is cutting a promo on him. You People are out there, they're in car accidents. People are getting shot. People are dying. And you're calling 911, and, and, and she's showing the picture. There's nothing there. Bro, the guy answers back with, you ready, bro? Yeah. I was I was afraid of my life, Your Honor. Oh, um, bro, Judge Judy threw him out of the freaking courtroom, bro. Can we get that, Tony Khan on that show? I swear to God, it, it, it was like seriously. I, I was seriously thinking about Tony Khan fearing for his life. Yeah, CM Punk. Can you imagine the headline? CM Punk murders Tony Khan at the gorilla position. Uh all right, let's check out this AEW belt that's on sale in Pro Wrestling Tees. This was sent in by Steven Johnson. So we have an official, it says real. I don't know how it could be real if there's 10 of them because, you know, the real belts they have. But anyway, it's in a real, real acclaimed AEW World Trios Championship belt. There's only 10 available. So there's only five left at the time of the screenshot, which means five have already been sold. I know you can't see it. The price, $5,000, oh $5,000 $5, for this AEW belt. And five of them at the time of this recording has already sold. Five people have paid $5,000 for this AEW trios wrestling belt. Bro, here's the gimmick. Okay, because I can read that fine print, believe it or not. Okay, <laughs> now, Jeff, okay, Jeff, if if there is a, okay. All right, let's let's look at this logically. AEW World's World Trios belt. I I'm assuming, bro, three guys would have this belt. Yeah, it's the acclaimed in um Billy Gunn. I think okay. they I think it's autographed too. Okay, but know, hold the on. The certificate what, of authenticity is signed by them. Okay, That's but weird. when they okay, when they say real how is this the real acclaimed Trios championship belt? If it's not one of the three. Right. Especially when there's 10 of them available. And not only is there 10 of them available, Jeff, 10 of them available is bullshit because read the bottom. Allow 10 to 15 weeks to ship. There's not 10 available. If somebody orders this belt, they're making it. That's why would this only stay 10 to try well, to sell them? I, yes, exactly. But why would, they, why would this there? take 10 to 15 weeks to ship, bro? 
That's a good point. If they're already there and they have ten on, right? They, they they basically they basically put this belt online. Let's see if we could find ten morons to to oh, buy it this it on there. Each belt is made to order. It says it on there. So but how how, how could this 10? be the how could this be the real? It would be a replica belt. The real belt would be the real belt, right? Yeah. It says ring accurate, crafted by red leather belt. So, yeah, a real belt would be ones that they had on the show. 5000 bucks, and, and, and supposedly they sold uh, five of them, bro. Yeah. So each that's, belt. I mean, they, they right there, each belt is made to order, but there's only 10 available. Well, we're not going to make If somebody wants to spend $5,000 on an 11th one, we're not going to make it? Uh, yeah, I guess. Each belt would be numbered 1 to 10. Oh, my God, bro. Wow. Of all the things to spend five grand on in this day and age, you're going to buy that. And I wonder how many people that really can't afford it are buying these. Like, like, yeah. uh, like if you're super loaded and you want to waste your money on crap like this, more power to you. But there may be marks that are like, I need to have this and I'm going to spend $5,000 or I'm going to use my credit card and I'm going to get this just to spend. I'm, I mean, just to have this. That's And I, I love this too, bro. So they, they've got to ship this thing in the mail and then the bot, very bottom line, no coupons allowed and no refunds. So I'm, I'm going to spend $5,000. And if there is a blemish or something broken or the leather is, uh, you know, scratched, when I get this belt, I can't return it. Yeah, hopefully they would replace it or something. It it says no re- refunds. No refunds, but they could replace if you send and it back. Bro, they ain't making another five thousand dollar belt. <laughs> I can tell you that, man. That's insane. That's insane, bro. And then I like when I quickly read this earlier, I thought that they were autographed because I. But it says that the certificate of authenticity is signed by the acclaimed daddy ass and belt maker. Why would you want the autograph of the guy that made made the belt? Belt maker? Unless there's a wrestler in AEW called Belt Maker. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, that's, that sounds like the guy that made the belt. That is bizarre, bro. Well, we got some information here following up on something we had last week. Remember we had that tweet where Matt Coon was just, it seemed like he was randomly taking a shot at Meltzer. Yeah. And we were like, well, okay, well, you you were telling him that years ago. Well, FB4E podcast found some tweets with Matt Kuhn explaining what his problem with Dave Meltzer is. So Kuhn tweets, the dude lied about me and he put it out there a couple years ago. He never had the integrity to correct it, nor the balls to apologize. If he did it about me, that means he does it all the time about everyone. Oh, really? Really, bro? Does he? How many times do you tell him the Lucha Underground story is, is a specific example? Well, bro, till it happens to you, you're not going to believe it. So now it's happened to you. So there was another tweet where he he explained what Dave lied about. So he said that Dave got into an online tiff with Dutch Mantel years ago, and he told his Twitter followers that I was behind Dutch's tweets, and I hadn't spoken to Dutch in years. Fabrication. When corrected, he refused to recant. That's Dave. Dishonest, arrogant, Morally bereft, bro. Speaking of Dutch Mantel, and I love Dutch. I never, I would never turn on Dutch, bro. Dutch could say whatever he wants about. I would never turn on Dutch Mantel, but I found some very interesting. Dutch does a Dutch does a podcast with some guy. Uh, yeah, I think the guy's from the UK or whatever. He's got a British accent, bro. He's done. He's done shows um, with other people before. He's a very good interviewer, very, very good interviewer. And he does interviews with Dutch, okay? And, bro, supposedly, I don't know where this was. I guess they had a poll of the worst podcasters in wrestling. Have you heard about this? No. Yeah. Uh they had a poll. There were the, the worst podcasters in wrestling. Bro, guess who won two was? You and Disco. No, bro. Believe, <laughs> bro. Like, uh, uh, seriously, like, bro. Number one, and bro, I was a distant second. A distant second. Conrad Thompson was number one. I think Conrad's a great freaking interviewer, bro. Like, who voted I mean, on this? 
Huh? Who voted on this? I, I have no idea. But they made it a point. I'm even in the graphic, bro. If you go to YouTube, I'm in the graphic. Dutch Mantel, worst podcasters. And I was second. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, bro. I don't do any free podcasts. So are you telling me, bro, that we've got subscribers out there that listen to our podcast daily and they're voting me the world's world's worst podcaster, bro? Come on. You know, people that vote in these things don't actually vote, like listen to the things they're voting on. Oh, please, bro. It's freaking ridiculous. Yeah. But that was that was uh, that was on Dutch's show. All right, let's go to this Dave Meltzer tweet. So this was in a thread about Orange Cassidy. Bro, there better be video on this show. I think we got... Don't tell me who, but we better have some. Yeah, we got we got, we got, got one. Okay. So this was in a thread about Orange Cassidy. Somebody tweets, you see people dre- dress up like Orange Cassidy at almost every AEW show, kids and adults. Only Darby Allen is on Orange's level of being over with newer and more casual fans. Meltzer replies to this. That shit that he does, I mean, he, with the hands in the pants, I mean, that is great stuff. We've heard that already, Jeff. After he said that, he okay. said this. Yeah. <laughs> okay. He said, glad you wrote that. People over and over talk about casual fans when clearly they have no idea what that means. OC as an individual, Orange Cassie's OC. OC, OC. OC as an individual is one of the guys who has the most marketability among casual fans, regardless of the machine behind him. If you know casual fans who have act who actually have awareness of him, you'd find that out pretty quickly. Lots don't know him, but that's a different issue. What does he think a casual fan is? I have no idea, but I will be the first one to say. Bro, if if you if you're a casual fan and you happen to stumble across AEW and you've got ha- hands in his pockets and you got the kick to the shins, yeah, bro, a a and a casual fan is going to watch that because it's ridiculous. Yeah. And then the casual fan will probably tell his friend, "Bro, you got to watch this goof Orange Cassidy on." Yeah, I I I agree with that statement 1000%. But I, I don't know what I, I would love to know what his definition of a casual fan is. I think he thinks casual fans still watch. Oh God. Bro. Because they're talking about he's being over with the casual fans. And Dave says there's casual fans who actually have awareness of him and he's the most marketable among them. But but that doesn't mean that they're into him. It could be just like you said. Right. It's a novelty act. Yeah. You know, it's, they, 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 it's stupid. But where are those people? Who who are these people he's talking about? Because I think he has a different definition of a casual fan that he still thinks that they're watching. I don't know if he thinks it's like somebody that watches AEW once a month, you I know, have no every idea, other bro. week. But the casual fan is gone. They're gone, bro. bro One point three million people, Jeff. That's what we're down to with the WWE, bro. TNA was doing $2 million on Spike. So it's like he's taking a section of that and now making them casual fans somehow. Let's go to this Tony Khan interview. This was sent in by Eric B. So Insider.com did an interview with Tony Khan, and it's like a newspaper interview. They asked him, you do so much. With the NFL season starting, how much of your day-to-day is AEW? And Tony answered, I've worked 80 to 100 hours a week for a very long time. I just love the stuff I do so much. I wouldn't want to do anything other than football and wrestling. Wrestling was a hobby of mine for a long time. It was my vice. Now I don't have much of a vice because I'm doing both. But a lot of the work I do in the NFL, we have a huge staff. When we started the analytics department, it was just me. And now there's a bunch of people and it's grown and grown. So I don't have to be in the office anywhere near 80 hours a week. I still give my reports during the week. I've done this week already. There's a lot of work in the transfer world for Fulham, and then there's a lot happening with AEW with the ratings being up. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Okay, bro, the ratings are up. They're they're up. Jeff, just agree with with them. Just, just, Just agree. The ratings are up. Yeah, okay, great job. They started an analytics department, and he was the only one there. So that kind of sounds like, ah, we need this. All right. 
Just give it to the kid. Give him something to do. And yeah. then they're like, okay, well, now we're actually doing this. All right, let's hire a staff. Tony, yeah. you just stay home and send in your reports. Yeah, well, not, o- not only that, not only that, Jeff, where's the analytics department at AEW? What, what, why isn't he breaking down who are the people watching this show? Who's not watching this show? Why aren't they watching this show? What do we need? Where, where, where's the analytics department in AEW, bro? My God, they probably need that more than anything, bro, rather than him booking fucking matches. Like, seriously, bro, Arn Anderson can't book the same matches that Tony Khan does. If this if this guy actually started the analytic department for an NFL team, why aren't you doing it for AEW, bro? Yeah, and we had that one clip where he said he looks at the minutes to minutes. Okay, you can look at them, but you're not booking by them. God, that's so that's so freaking ironic to me, bro. So they ask him, so even when you're taking a break, you're not. Does that all have to do with you trying to prove that even though your father owns the teams you work for and helped you financially to launch AEW, you have put in the work? Do we know who asked this question? Insider.com. So Okay, okay. Yeah. He says, no one works harder than my dad, and I'm honestly very lucky because he's the hardest working person I've ever seen. And here I am, I get to work on the stuff I love. But I've worked hard to get to a position where I can work on things I love all the time. And they follow up and they say, but someone can love something and not put in 80-hour weeks. Khan says, 80 hours is nothing. That was before collision. Before that, 80 hours was a good week. I'm way past that now. You know, I'm the only person who has never missed an AEW show. We had a referee that never missed a show until a few weeks ago. He missed a collision, so now I'm the Iron Man. They go through a few other things, and then here comes the bomb. I have to ask about the firing of CM Punk. This is a guy you brought out of retirement. You are a huge fan of his. How has it been since All In dealing with the decision you had to make? Khan says, I can't talk about that. Please ask me another question. <laughs> this is <a> new article. <laughs> This is in the article. They still put it in there. It's like they're saying, look, because they would say, why didn't you ask him about this if they didn't put it in there? This goes back to the other question. People say about your dad owning the teams and he helped you out financially. Are you trying to prove that you're the one doing it? Well, you're the owner, CEO, head of creative catering, anything you can say. And they ask you a question. You say, I can't talk about that. Okay, well, now you don't seem in charge. You seem like you're taking orders from somebody. Right. You can say, I don't want to discuss that. I don't want to talk about that. But when you say, I can't talk about that, that's really weird. And it comes across lame. He could have not answered that question. It's a lawyer thing. It's a lawyer thing. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's what that's right. But but he could have said something without actually answering the question and satisfied you know yeah i did bring him out of retirement he was with us he had success here i wish him nothing but the best yeah that's all he had to say i can't talk about that please ask me another question that just sounds like a child yeah bro do you know i'm 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 not i'm on my phone for a reason jeff because i wanted to do the math so tony is claiming like literally bro he works 11 and a half hours a day 80 yeah. to 100. I'm guessing seven days a week, 100. Well, he said 80. He said 80 hours. He said 80 is nothing. That was before collision. Oh, did, did he give a number? So what, what are you assuming now? 80 it's... to 100 at the beginning. Okay, so get... let, let's look at 100. Yeah. 100 divided by seven. <laughs> he works over 14 hours a day. So, so <laughs> what, 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 okay. bro, yeah, bro, listen, I think we can now confirm. If this dude is working 14 hours a day, he is on a substance to help him work 14 hours a day, bro. Because, bro, I'll be honest with you, I don't even think Vince McMahon could work 14 hours a day. Think about it, Jeff. Let's just look at this logically. 14 hours a day you're working, okay? Well, bro, we got to take time out to eat. So when you're eating, that's not working. Bro, we've got to take time out to go to the bathroom, Okay. We've got to take time out to drive to get from location A to location B. We've, we've got to, we've got to take time out. So when, when you add all that, what, what is this dude going on, on two to three hours worth of sleep a day? 
I mean, I can see him working 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. That's 14 hours, right? And doing most of it from his house and then going to bed and then getting up the next day and just doing it all over again because this is all he, mm. that's what he is. I don't know. Yeah. Well, whatever. God bless him. But they do follow that up and they say, all right, let me ask this. Collision and All Out were in Chicago the weekend that Punk was fired. And that's Punk's hometown, but also Illinois is your home state. What was it like walking out to the top of the ramp and essentially pouring your heart heart out to that crowd as to why you had to fire CM Punk? Chicago is home to my family. I grew up in Champaign. My family was at the show, countless friends, everyone I grew up with. It meant a lot to go out and speak to the fans and be able to put on a great show. Now, see, that's avoiding the question, and he could have answered the CM Punk question in the exact same manner. Yeah. But they're not done. They say, but I'm very curious. Why address the crowd at the top of the ramp and not that's in the a, center that's of the ring? That's a 1,000% legit question. So they put long pause. So he sat there and didn't say anything for a while. You can't see everybody's face from the center of the ring. You have to choose one side of the crowd to face when you're in the ring. And I want to minute. So, so when, when he's on that stage, okay, <laughs> If he's on, let, let me get this correct. If he's on the stage, as long as he's on the stage and not the ring, he's seeing 70,000 faces at Wembley. Well, Chicago. No, no, no. It was the- no, but I'm, I'm talking, but no, hypothetically, he, oh, yeah, he's saying yeah, when yeah. I'm on the stage, I see all the faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my God, bro. So hold on. When he's on the stage, He's seeing the person's face up in the 300 section. You can't see everybody's face from the center of the ring. You have to choose one side of the crowd. And I wanted to be able to see everybody. So yes, I guess he, he sees everybody's face. That's, that's just bizarre. That, that is such a bizarre answer, bro. That is so bizarre. I felt like I'm not a wrestler and I don't need to be in the ring. And for this moment, I thought I would just sit down and talk to everybody. That's why I brought out a chair. And when I was done and walked backstage, the first person I saw was Ricky Steamboat. And he said, that was great. You turned the crowd. You turned them around. Way to kiss his ass, Ricky. (laughs) You you, you just cemented your position for five more years. Good for you, bro. Bro, how could freaking... We saw it, bro. We watched it. How in God's name could Ricky Steamboat tell him he turned the crowd with a straight face? Unless he was ribbon. Bro, now I got to give Ricky Steamboat credit, bro. He could have 1 billion percent been ribbing. I felt I at least owed that much to the wrestlers and the fans to go out there and talk to everybody. God, bro, please, <laughs> man, please. Bro, yeah, I want to, yeah, because he he, 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 he could have been serious. He could have 1,000% been ribbing. All right, let's go to Wade Keller. So sent in by Gabe Tuff, and he's talking about WWE. And so there's a risk with a product that people right now, I think, largely like. And they're less irritated by than they used to be. Like, I I think there's an absence of irritants in WWE's product right now compared to many other times, whether it was, you know, Diva Search and, and, you know, it just felt like a bunch of middle-aged white men getting off on watching a bunch of 20-something women go through obstacle courses in scantily clad outfits. And it was like the last gasp of that generation being completely sexist in a position of power. And I know there were a bunch of people who enjoyed that visually, but there's other places people can go for that type of thing. And it's sort of a, a you know, I think it's it's not a, a proud moment in WWE history that they that they treated the women wrestlers like that. Bro, listen, bro, wh- wh- why does why does Wade Keller keep reminding us over and over and over and over through the decades that he's not attracted to women bro we we know that like we understand that wade i totally get that bro why does he have to and bro he like he he shames us men for being attracted, oh my God, they were they, they were scantily clad women with knockout bodies, and you were attracted to them. How dare you? Like, give me a freaking break, bro. Like, seriously, man. I, I'm I'm gonna freaking apologize for being attracted to scantily clad women with unbelievable knockout bodies. I'm gonna apologize. I, I, I'm the scum of the earth, Jeff, because of that. 
yeah, freak this, out of here, bro, will you? Yeah, and this is the fake justice person, Such you know, because bullshit. like, oh, it, it it's misogynistic it, to to do that. But you think women need you to stand up for them, right? How how is that not misogynistic? I'm gonna fight your battles, women, and I'm yeah. gonna say as a man how that was wrong, and yeah. they shouldn't have treated you that way. Okay, Wade. So you would rather that those women not had jobs, right? Yeah. They they wouldn't have had jobs, Wade. No, forget for you forget about jobs, Jeff. What about the freaking exposure those women got? Yeah, they, they, they never... didn't want them to get paid. They, they where, where should they be, Wade? Right, because they, that doesn't fit into your agenda. These the, these are these were probably bro all women across the board, no question about it. That wanted to break into the en- entertainment industry in one way or another. Where were they ever going to get that freaking exposure, bro? Yep. It's so phony. It's, it's, this is misogynistic. What what he just said. Right. Women shouldn't be doing this. I'm going to tell you that the women shouldn't be doing this. Okay. So they shouldn't have been doing that. These women wouldn't have been on the show. They're, they, most of them weren't wrestlers. They were women that they brought in as, as valets and they taught how to, to do some certain things. It, it, it's like, okay, I'm going to defend you by saying you shouldn't have had a job and you shouldn't have been paid and you shouldn't have been on TV. Yeah. And you shouldn't have made this career choice and you should have turned down the more exposure than you ever would have gotten in your life. And bro, meanwhile, come on, Jeff, we, like we they were see, forced to do it. Yeah, Jeff, we see him with the little freaking mustache and shit. You, bro, are you going to sit there and tell me that when Wade Keller goes to the beach or to the community pool, he's not wearing the shortest, smallest, skimpiest Speedo. Oh, bro, God, you man. know he is. You you freaking know he is, bro. But that's that's okay. That's okay, bro. It's the same freaking thing. And you know he's wearing that Speedo when he's got the package. You know he is, bro. But that's okay because he's a dude. So that's okay. All right, let's go to Dave Meltzer. This was sent in by Tommy Walk, and he's talking about Nathan Fraser from NXT. Nathan Fraser coming off the ropes. It's like he's like like Masato Yoshino. I mean, he is just so quick, and you know, and when he doesn't decapitate himself, he's so coordinated. <laughs> Roadcaster. That's Roadcaster. I, I will get a kick out of that. Please, that's Roadcaster material for me, bro. Can Can I ask you a question, bro? Bro, if you take ten guys. And they're all coming off the rope. Bro, think about this. You got 10 guys standing on the top rope. How are you coming quicker off the top rope than the other nine guys? You're you're jumping off the top rope. How are you doing it more quick than anybody else? Because you have good rope work. Oh, my God, bro. (laughs) He doesn't decapitate himself. That is great. Very nice. Very nice. Oh, my God, bro. All right. Let's go to some Nick Houseman video. Yes. Yes. Thank you. See, man, good things. You got to wait for good things, bro. He's back with Stu. All right. Nick. How are things in Chi-Town, oh. man? Okay, so oh, it's beautiful. Fall is. Uh, I'm just wondering. He's in a different location. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he's in his house in another room, or he's in his parents' house. Yeah, yeah, it might be his parents. Full house. swing. I'm wearing sweaters again. I've got NXT on in the background. I'm feeling great, Stu. Kind of funny. I have NXT on the background as well. That's a key point here. Stu has NXT on in the background. Okay, yeah. want to start off with AEW and the story that you broke on House of Wrestling uh, uh, that allegedly CM Punk, at least as of now, is not going to sue AEW for firing him with cause. Uh, Can you tell me more about this? Give me your thoughts on it. It's going to be hard to do because it's very hard to look away from Houseman. But remember, Stu has NXT on. Watch Stu. Oh. <laughs> I, okay. I want to be clear. I didn't say specifically he's not suing AEW. It's uh, suing Tony Khan. Now, I don't have any reason to believe that he is suing AEW. I just want to be very, very clear because uh, as I went through my notes and everything and was looking at who I spoke with and things, it was never made explicitly clear to me that he wasn't suing AEW. It was made clear to me that he's not suing Tony Khan for the comments that Tony made about how he was fearing for his life. 
uh, at the hands of CM Punk. Uh, I definitely got the vibe from Punk's camp that they do not view the situation as similarly as Tony does, but rather than going to a courtroom. God, he's starting to sound like freaking Meltzer now, bro. Seriously. Bro, can we stop right here? Like, yeah, Stu, I don't know if you've noticed. Stu has looked at the TV at least four times. Yeah, I I have noticed. But, guys, guys, listen, man. Bro, come on, bro. Guys, do you really think, outside of his wife, Outside, I, 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 bro, I guarantee you he wouldn't even share this with his parents because, like, this is something like if it were me, I would never tell my dad this bullshit. But outside of his wife, Jeff, do you really think CM Punk would talk to anybody about whether or not he's going to sue or not sue? This dude, bro, has got a team of lawyers. They are advising CM Punk. Do you think he would tip his hand to anybody, bro? Outside of his wife, bro, CM Punk is not going to have these conversations with anybody. And he's he's talking about CM Punk's camp. Camp, bro, bro, yeah. like, it's camp. Give me a freaking break, bro. What do you think? He, he, you think CM Punk is talking about his, uh, his legal actions with, with, uh, Ace Steel? Like, is that what you really, really and, freaking think, bro? Uh, yeah, I love the camp thing. Like, like he's a yeah. big, you know, rapper yeah. or something, and, and he's got, he got his guys walking around with him. But not only that, let's just say he did. By now, he knows they're talking to Houseman because Houseman's been running this camp thing for over a year i spoke people in punk's camp punk's camp so punk would know by now all right i'm not talking to you idiots anymore because you're telling him so so for this to be true punk still has to be talking to these same people in his camp that are turning around and taking this private conversation and telling nick houseman there whoever he's talking to is guessing that's exactly it, Jeff, because I guarantee you Punk is not talking to p- people in his camp about any of this. They're going on. It, w- it would be like me, Jeff. If somebody asked me a question about you and I didn't know, I, I would say, well, ba- based on what I think Jeff would do, I think he's going to do A, B, and C. That's all they're doing. Nobody is having communication with CM Punk, bro. This could be this dude if he's got a finished basement or something because I see he's got a uh, he's got a dartboard he's got some speakers behind him but yeah it almost looks like the same room he's in but now it's empty uh, I haven't seen the uh, the a dartboard before yeah I'm just yeah I don't know he seems to be in this maybe this is his position in rooms feels um, I think that Punk has probably moved on with his life and is not going to be in a courtroom over that one uh, I and to be clear I don't think you're wrong about him having no suit against AEW I haven't I don't Stu don't give a shit what's on NXT yeah NXT bro Becky may be on right now yeah that there's a suit it's bro like, you know that cartoon character Dilbert. Yeah, I've never read it, but I, oh, you know what he looks like with glasses, right? Does he not look just like Stu? <laughs> I, I guess so. Yeah, he does. We'll 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 we'll, we'll do a comparison. Make a note of that, Jeff. Let's do a comparison next week between <laughs> Stu and Dilbert and see if they're maybe one in the same. Yeah, I like Stu. All right, it's time for the closer. Thank God. I had a bunch of people send in this quote, but because somebody says that somebody says something doesn't make it true. Okay. So I'm going to play the audio. So thank you to everybody that sent it in, but we can't do so-and-so says this. We need the audio. Right, of course we do. People mistranslate audio. Right, of course we do, yeah. Yeah, so this is Brian Alvarez. Austin Theory, if you're listening right now, and you're not, but if you were, who am I to give you advice, but I'm going to? Whoever is telling you to do this, stop listening, Okay. What, are they going to fire you? They're not going to fire you, okay? Stop working this absolutely, positively, boring-ass 1990s style of wrestling. Like, it's not the right kind of heat. It doesn't work in 2023. You're getting lapped by young guys all over the world. And before you know it, you're going to be old, so just stop taking the advice. I'm begging you. I'm begging you. 
So Zephyr did a headlock and a long headlock in a match. <laughs> well, listen, bro. Let's 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 give the uh, you know let's look at the other side of this, bro. Let's let's be objective. Uh, Brian Alvarez did have a very long, successful uh, ring career, uh, bro. We all we all know that. We all know what he accomplished at the uh, on the indie scene. We, I even think at one point, Jeff, we had the footage of the uh, kiddie pool. Phenomenal, so, phenomenal, yeah, kiddie pool phenomenal kiddie pool match. So if anybody. If anybody uh, has the right uh, to give uh, his opinion on their work, it is it is Brian Alvarez. Let's break down this statement. This is Austin Theory, who's in the biggest wrestling company in the world. Young talent all over the world are lapping him. He's talking about a, he's talking about the AEW talent that does all these acrobats. That's that what are less successful about. than him. That's that are less successful saying. than him. Yes. But because they're doing yes. different moves in the ring, right? They're lapping him. Well, not right. only are they doing different moves in the ring, they're drawing eight hundred thousand people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the guy that they have put in the ring with John Cena, with The Rock. He even did some with Steve Austin, I think. So he, this is he's he's the one they put in with all of these huge names. He's getting the big YouTube clips, the TV moments. Alvarez even says, "You're going to be old." Okay, he may be able to walk when he's old. He may be able to right. live a normal life when he's old. So right. you think because he's going to be old, he should go kill his body now and right. make the same amount of money, probably even less money than he's making now, so he can't walk when he's old. And and, and not only that. Oh, bro, stop. They're not going to fire you. Now, now is that is that based on Alvarez's experience of working in the WWE and 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 the agent or Vince or Triple H saying, "Okay, okay, Austin, this is what we want you to go out there and do." And Austin said, "No, bro, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm, I'm going to do what the young bucks do." Oh, and and you're not going to be fired for that, bro. You're yeah. not going to be fired if you don't follow their orders. Like, what? What? Wh- why is he even like? Where is he getting that from? Like, don't listen to people to the people that are telling you what to do, and you won't get fired, bro. Let's assume it's Hunter telling him a lot of the things. To, to do and not to do. So you mean to tell me if Austin's theory stops listening to Hunter, he's not going to get fired based on what? Yeah. Stop wrestling a safer style. Be more reckless and dangerous because I like that stupid shit. Let's put your body at risk. You don't need to be doing this stuff that they ends up with them booking you with people that, you know, a lot of people that don't watch wrestling still remember those people. So when this rock clip goes on YouTube this week and Twitter and everybody's watching it, what would it get? Like a hundred million views? hundred six. hundred and six. Who's the rock in there with? Yeah. Austin theory. So 106 million people are seeing Austin theory, but he should not be doing what he's doing and he should not, he should wrestle like all these young guys around the world that aren't being put in the ring with, with the rock in front of 160. See, bro, and he can't like Brian Alvarez can't even figure out, bro, bro. The, the problem with Austin theory, Jeff is they've given him a character where he's just another wrestler on the card that he it's, it's very vanilla. Like 10 other guys could play that role. That's the problem, not not his work during matches. The problem is there's no there's nothing there with the character. It's very generic. And, you know, you know, bro, he's got to develop the character. I mean, some of that is on him, but it's also the responsibility of the creative people to give this guy something unique, something that makes him stand out, something that makes you care about him. You know, you've you've got to give him the tools, but it's not the way he's working a wrestling match. No, and that doesn't work in 2023. Well, the stuff you're promoting, Alvarez, doesn't work in 2023 or more people would be watching. It's that simple, bro. If if 850,000 people to you on TBS and TNT, if that to you is working, then what's your definition of what's working and what's not working, bro? But The Rock was back, so 100 million people, 99 which don't watch wrestling yeah. on Monday nights or you know Friday nights, 98 million wanted to see that. Yeah. 
Unbelievable. All right, Jeff, what is going on in your world? Well, if you guys would like to submit to this show, you do so to me. The only place I take submissions is to email at gmail.com. Send in tweets. You can send in uh, videos and audio clips. Please make the videos and audios MP4s and MP3s. And if you send in a tweet, please include the screenshot to the tweet as well. And don't forget to join us Tuesday night for the next few weeks with Al on our YouTube free show there where we discuss the show wrestlers. Yeah, and check out the first episode, guys. The first episode was really good. Also, guys, please check out over on uh, patreon.com forward slash Russo TWC. Hey, my look, I'm doing a show in the basement, bro. Please check that out. All right, everybody, for me and Jeff, we'll see you next time.